You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski and Ryan Horvat on the BetQL Audio Network. Thanks for listening via the Radio.com app, Radio.com Sports YouTube page, 1430 in Denver, 931 HD3 in LA, and now 105.9 FM HD2 in Chicago, the bet, all part of the BetQL audio network. It's Ostrowski and Horvat. We bring in Jeff Feinberg at G Feinberg 17 on Twitter, Mayo Media Network, Odds Checker. Make sure you get all his content by following him on Twitter again, at G Feinberg 17. Uh, Jeff, I'm sure uh, once you get into the golf season after football winds down, you kind of get into a flow, a normal schedule for you every single week. All right. I've got my, my homework done by this day. I want to get my outrights uh, matchups. I'm looking at by this day. I, I've got for this uh, website, I'm doing recording this video, that video. I've got the podcast with Pat, all sorts of stuff every week. Do, is your equilibrium thrown off in a week like this with the WGC match play starting on a Wednesday? It totally is thrown off, but I do love the event so much that it's easy for me to get excited about and sort of get that adrenaline to have to break it down early. I watched that bracket reveal with like all my books open, ready to hammer bets, Joe. Like, let me see a soft group for a guy I really like. I didn't see anything. So I was ready to like, you know, get in there hammered. I was excited for it. Uh, It seems like it's a tough bracket. It seems like it's already... Uh, thrown us some surprises my equilibrium will hit tomorrow tomorrow i will 100 percent think it's friday because it's my second day of watching golf there's no way around it tomorrow afternoon i will believe is friday afternoon because i should not be watching a second day of golf on anything but a friday yeah, and Jeff, I know we're already underway, and right now John Rahm, uh, two up through nine, but what was your favorite play for this event this weekend? Anything you may have played, anything where you saw some value? I hate going chalk and match play, but John Rahm, 14-1. to 1. I mean, the way he's been playing, he was a runner-up at the same course back in 2017. That was my favorite play this weekend. Anything that you played that you got going on right now? Yeah, so I did make a pick in each of the quadrants for the final four. And, and John Rahm, I mean, yeah, do I like having to lay chalk in, a, in an event that has this kind of volatility? No, not really, Joe. But jo- John Rahm is one of those guys I had no problem. I, 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 that was my biggest bet. One of my bigger bets in a while, to be perfectly honest, on an outright tournament. Uh, so I have him coming through that quadrant. Uh, my other outrights were Hatton answer and Patrick Reed because uh, I buy into the narrative which is more narrative than truth when it becomes to his match play savantness just because of one putt versus Rory about six years ago but uh, that that's not off to the greatest start but yeah that that road for John Rahm is something I am eating up 
Jeff, anything uh, you've noticed today uh, with, with today's golfers, like on the greens, maybe some of their putts were not falling, a guy that you would back tomorrow, or someone that got a little lucky on the course today and you may fade tomorrow? Uh, I haven't really had a chance to fully break that down yet, Joe. I mean, a lot of it is still in the full throttles of it. I mean, Poulter waxed Rory, so that's done. But but everything else is still, you know, one up or a one-hole match, you know, headed to 15 or 16 or tied. Um, so I guess the only thing is, uh, did Rory... Rory McIlroy is really a talking point for me this morning. Not even so much for this tournament, so I don't want to waste too much time on it. I didn't bet Rory. I almost did. I went with Rom in that quadrant. I did think the matchup versus Poulter, crazy enough, could be the spark he needed. But, oh, my God, did he get punched in the mouth from Go this morning. Or he punched himself in the mouth, putting it in, 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 in people's backyard pools. Yeah, I have no idea what's going on with him either. You know, one of my favorite, one of my other favorite plays was uh, Paul Casey this weekend to win group nine. He was 22 to one in the event. How important is course history or just, you know, event history for you in this event? 11 career appearances. He has two runner-up finishes back in 2009, 2010, and also uh, just two losses in the final eight as well on, on the same tournament. So what are your thoughts on him this weekend? Okay, yeah. When it comes to Paul Casey, course history is a bit of a different animal mm-hmm. as it pertains to this event. I would more rather, I mean, he's just a great historical match play player in general. Um, but when we consider, you know, this event, at least in my lifetime, has been played at like four or five different courses, La Costa, Dove Mountain, uh, we're here in Austin now. So, you know, that success Casey had, I guess, came in some of the earlier events. But his outright odd tells you all you need to know about people thinking he should win. I bet him at the Players' Championship at 55-1. to 1. There was a good tease there for a moment. Uh, but, but even making that bet, I thought it should have been 75 or 80. I was like, oh, everyone's on to the form that Casey's in. The fact that Paul Casey was 22-25-1 pre-tournament to win a WGC, it's almost like the sports books guys were doing all they could to make sure you didn't bet him. So in that respect, mm. I do think he's incredibly live. I am certainly fired up to hopefully see a Casey versus Hatton match uh, in the Sweet 16 Saturday morning. But I've got not a single bad word to say about Paul Casey, who's in fantastic form. No, exactly. you brought that up uh, because since they moved it to Austin with the new group format, that was back in 2016, I believe. He's advanced out of group play three out of the five times. That's why I really like that play and thought maybe uh, I saw some value. Anybody else that you see some value because of course history? Uh, not so much course history per se, but right. I am all about Abraham answer for a win here, or at least to go to the final four. Um, certainly he'd have to find a way to battle through Hovland to advance out of the pod guys. But you look at his statistics at all Pete Dye designs, uh, you know, uh, his runs at PGA West where they play the American express. He's got great scoring rec- uh, showings at the Players' Championship. Abraham answer. When we used to go to Pete Dye courses, I used to auto-bet Kevin Kisner. I didn't care the number. I didn't care the situation. Kisner was like my Pete Dye assassin. Now, when we go to Pete Dye courses, I don't bet Kisner anymore. I bet Abraham answer. He gets my mm-hmm. auto-Pete Dye assassin money, which you could argue could go to Siwoo Kim. But for me, uh, it's Abraham answer. So I do think he's incredibly live. And if this tournament happened last year, he'd have been a lot more popular just because of how great he was in that President's Cup. We don't have a long history of match play with Abe to go off of. But he is a shot maker who will certainly make his opponents beat him. 
This is BetQL Daily with Jeff Feinberg at G Feinberg 17 Mayo Media Network odds checker as well. Uh, Jeff, for people that are going to take a close look um, after play today, same deal tomorrow as we uh, head into Friday and over the weekend. Uh, what are some things that you are looking for in match play that will make you decide, okay, we've got value here. I'm going to jump in on this one. Yeah, I mean, it is important to go look at the numbers tonight, guys, to go stare down some scorecards. Because what's the reality of the situation like any knockout tournament? I could shoot a five under but get blitzed by a guy who shoots a seven under. I played great. I lost. Well, someone's going to win their match shooting over par simply because they played a guy who couldn't keep a ball in play. You know, so I don't want to give that guy's win too much credit. Well, you know, so it is important to stare down what is happening. The reality is, though, it is a pod system. It isn't single elimination. But once these matches get played, the first legs of round robins, if you lose your match, you probably you don't control your own destiny anymore. So that's a scary uh, proposition for a lot of guys. Hey, Jeff, if somebody woke up today, maybe they don't even know what day it is because we did have March Madness on a Monday. Maybe they don't realize there's the tournament going on right now. Where do you still see value on this board? Like as far as matchups today, like one that I really like, Sergio Garcia, you could get plus money, plus 100 over Lee Westwood. I mean, he tied for ninth at the players. He's been really good as of late, Sergio Garcia. Anywhere you're seeing value with matchups or any other bets that maybe we could place here last minute? Yeah, I mean, I guess I still throw out that Abe and Answer haven't teed off. So, uh, or sorry, Hatton yeah. and Answer haven't teed off, and they're outright picks of mine. So I like them in any situation. And I would have said that if you asked me for an afternoon match, someone just wants to get in on something. Sergio Garcia versus Lee Westwood, a European Ryder Cup stalwart, ma- stalwart match. Uh, Sergio, for all the, you know, Westwood's gotten so much publicity for how well he's played, but Sergio has been fantastic also, guys. As a guy that has the hat and outright, he is who scares me in this bracket. The only thing is, I guess both these guys, you make them putt those two footers. Uh, but I do like Sergio Garcia a lot. Um, I just, and this is a format that could work for him in the sense that maybe he'll get opponents that let him pick up the three foot putts. But in that matchup today, I do like, uh, I do like Sergio. Jeff, after this WGC event, we're going to wake up on Monday and it's going to be a week away from Masters Week. Un- with everything going on, like I-, I think people kind of forget about that. And I know we just saw it a matter of months ago, but here we go again. It's it's uh, Masters Week. Do you have any Masters Futures already in? Uh, I do have a couple Masters Futures. I have Daniel Berger and Ty Hatton at 40-1. to 1. Sort of guys in that next tier that I do believe if 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 put up against super elite players could hold their own. That being said, Joe, I don't really have anything, you know, big to go off of. Um, I'll be honest. I think the Masters is going to be won by one, and no surprise, by one of those, like, really super elite big boys. And mm-hmm. I just haven't made that decision yet. So I'm not ready to, to just throw that big piece of chalk into the middle. But, yeah, you even – I don't know whether I got nervous when you said that because there's a lot of, like, content responsibilities. But I am super <laughs> excited that the masters is, is next. Like, yeah, next Monday we'll have to talk about a tournament, but everything's going to focus on the Mm -hmm. masters. Would you love it or hate it? If Spieth won? I wouldn't, I wouldn't like it, but I'd want him to play well and make it exciting. Cause I see what it does when he sort of, um, 
galvanizes galvanizes people. And I'm I'm happy to see him playing well and getting those late Sunday tea times. I I, I feel vindicated in my takes on Spieth over the years that now I am here for sort of the rise back up and I'm cheering for him to win events as long as it doesn't cost me money. That being said, I'd prefer it be like a Wyndham championship because if he wins the Masters, I think my hatred for him will like begin again instantly. Uh-huh. Unfair hatred, but that listen, we love sports. We pick guys we like, we don't like. We don't even have to justify them. We're allowed to just have our reasons. I'm not in that way with Rory. And like when we look at, for example, like the, like the Masters. Now I know you didn't want to spend a whole lot of time, but he has been a disaster. Do you think I get a better number? Let's say I did want to play him to win the Masters and outright nine to one. Do I get a better number? And is he going to be able to turn it around? Like what's going on with him? Okay, that that is a good point. In terms of betting the Masters, there are very few guys who will get a whose number will get um, worse. Like, if you want to bet the Masters now, the books are essentially saying, like, if you need that drug, like, go for it. But these are not going to be the best numbers you can get. Of, like, the 35 guys you think can win the Masters, I would say only three of them will see improved lines or, like, worsening lines, lines that drop based on how well they play this week, potentially with great momentum. Me and Pat Mayo, who do our show every Monday, we've been asking for the Rory Drift. Like, where's the Rory Drift? Dustin Johnson had a bad couple months. He goes over 20 instantly, at least the old back in the past. They hadn't done that with Rory. This was the first week they did it, and he just gas canned himself. So I guarantee you, you are going to get a big Rory number, a bigger Rory number. And it's simply because Dustin Johnson's number one in the world. I expect him to show form. A guy like Justin Thomas just won. Imagine if John Rahm wins this week, a guy who me and Joe bet. Uh, You know, people love Bryson. So the fact that there's so many players at the top of the market taking a lot of that power money, I don't see a way in the books can hang that old Rory number next week. But, oh, my God. I mean, what sort of fix is he going to have to make? Because it's not just he's not driving it well, and it's the approaches. And if you really follow Rory, it's the approaches that are so scary. Because you'd see him 115 yards in a fairway, you'd be like, this ball's going to land three feet beside the pin. And if it was 20 feet... You weren't too worried because you knew within the next couple of holes he was going to put one to twenty to, 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 to two feet. Well, those pin stockings aren't happening anymore. Everything is just to 30 feet if it's on the green, and he's never been a, a savvy putter to begin with. And I don't, know, he, I don't know whether it's Bryson who's talked him into all these problems, but it's not the driving. It's the approach that is my biggest issue with Rory at the moment. Jeff Feinberg at G Feinberg 17. Jeff, we'll talk in a couple of weeks during Masters Week, all right? All the best, guys. Enjoy uh, enjoy match play. Thanks, Jeff. Best of luck. Jeff Feinberg, good stuff from there. He's hype, man. He's ready to roll. Those are some nice numbers on Burger or Hatton in the 40s. Dude, I, I know. I love Burger. I may take a shot with Bryson as well, especially like in this event, man. First in shots gained off the tee in his last 24 rounds. I still think there's some good value this weekend as well. I, you know, we talk about Rory like it's trash, like he's trash. Last couple months, there's a 10, a six, a three in there. It's Rory. Joe Ostrowski, Ryan Horvat, best bets are next on the VetQL Audio Network.